What's up, Ego Hackers? It's Chase with csjoseph.life, doing another episode for Season 21, How to Social Engineer INTPs. Uh, this is the uh, much belated episode and probably the one episode that's most asked for, most requested out of any lecture that we, uh, what we're going. And uh, the purpose of today's episode is literally to teach you how to manipulate INTPs and bend them to your will. Or actually, if you are an INTP or if you're trying to protect an INTP, help them protect themselves or shield themselves from manipulation, AKA social engineering. Because let's be honest, there's a little social engineer in all of us. So let's get down to business, folks. Uh, we'll be spilling out all of the INTP secrets in this particular episode for sure. And uh, I'm thankfully have this uh, new studio uh, set up, new camera, new everything. And I hope it uh, it's uh, pretty cool uh, for everyone here. I'm still getting used to it, so it might be a little uncomfortable while I do this, but uh, I think for the most part, I'm starting to get the hang of it. Uh, I think it's better sound, better lighting, better everything. So uh, if you guys have any feedback, please leave it in the comments below. I'd love to hear it so I can continue to develop the skill set, the skill set to um, provide uh, additional content moving forward. Uh, so with that being said, uh, we, do, we did have a book giveaway for uh, Season 17, Episode 5, What is the Superego? And the winner is Mara Lee, M-A-R-A space L-E-E. -E. Uh, congratulations, you won yourself a copy of Paradise Lost. To claim uh, your copy of Paradise Lost, please email me at chase at csjoseph.life so, uh, with your contact information so I can get you that, uh, that book uh, sent to you uh, sooner than later. So. Anyway, folks, uh, how to social engineer INTPs. So remember, folks, let's talk a little bit about the INTP. The INTP type is known as the ardent, and I believe we have the uh, ardent symbol down here. It's kind of like a little difficult to see, but it's in green. It's like the owl symbol. The owl is a very wise, uh, wise symbol. It's a symbol of wisdom and whatnot, but they're also just really brilliant. Another good example, I mean, you can think of like uh, from that movie, um, The Sword and the Stone, and I think there was like this owl that would hang out with Merlin all the time. You know what I'm saying? And Merlin's very INTP-ish, so it just kind of fits the uh, INTP archetype uh, motif. And it's also where they come up with the, uh, you know, where we come up with the name, the Ardent, and the, um, the owl as the symbol for the Ardent. But we're gonna be talking more about the specific labels that we've released recently uh, for the, each of the 16 types, but in another episode entirely. But anyway, remember INTPs are informative, responding, control. Informative means they're very indirect in their speech, although they can be direct sometimes with TI Hero, but they're mostly indirect. And gosh, man, that laptop is screaming in the background. I gotta see what I could do with that later. So if you guys have any ideas, like let me know. I tried to get like the noise suppression configured for this uh, filming and whatnot, but I'm not entirely sure that's actually working. I hope it is. But we'll find out later. Hopefully uh, this, uh, the sound is, is actually not as bad as I think it might be when it finally comes out uh, on YouTube. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, so they're informative, responding, control. That is their interaction style. If you want to learn more about interaction styles, please watch season 15. Uh, we got a couple of uh, episodes uh, particularly listed right here that are relevant uh, to uh, the INTP archetype. Make sure you guys, if you're if you're new to the channel, watch uh, season three, episode fifteen. Also watch season seven, episode fifteen. It includes their virtue and vice, which is where they could become very 
apathetic, um, which means they just like just don't care about anything. And it really that stems from people not caring as a result of things that they do with their contributions. So then they just stop caring. They pull out their chair out from under anyone. It's like, oh, help, sorry, bro. You know, I mean, you should have cared because if you'd have cared, I would have cared, right? The INTP way of doing things, but. Too bad that doesn't save them from being social engineered, which usually is, you know, INTPs being guilted into doing things that they don't want to do. Predominantly, that's basically how INTPs get social engineered to begin with. So, but yeah, uh, formative initiating or a formative responding control. Control means they're very outcome focused. They're very focused on goals. It's all about the outcome. It's not necessarily about the process. Um, we had just Shadow Quick recently explain the difference between control versus movement. It's much like um, someone uh, at a baseball game looking to find the best place to sit down. So they walk at the bottom of the seats and look up at the seats and then they laser in on which seat they want to sit in and they go sit in that seat. Whereas a movement person walks in and they're looking as they're walking, etc. And then they pick their seat while they're in flight, right? No time is wasted, right? And that's a movement-oriented direction. So if you're trying to understand the difference between control and movement, shout out quick, thank you for that example. That's probably the best way to explain it. Um, and they are responding, they prefer people to come to them and they're informed, which means they like to inform people, they are very indirect with people. Uh, they do not choose their role in the conversation. They allow other people to choose the role in the conversation because it makes them seem less rude and more, and more respectful, right? Whereas direct people are like kind of potentially more bossy, right? INTPs can be bossy if they're in their shadow, which we could see right here, the, uh, the ENTJ shadow specifically, uh, but uh, it's usually not necessary or even the case because they have informative sides of their mind, which is the, uh, their ego, which is right here, and then also their, um, their subconscious as well. So, um, and, then, um, and then they're also, um, they're pragmatic, they're very independent, uh, they are, um, uh, they're uh, not affiliative. Affiliative folks are focused on doing the right thing, whereas pragmatic is what's doing at work. So if you want to learn more about that, watch season 15. Season 15 explains uh, temperament uh, a lot more, as well as interaction style, because it focuses on how to use the type grid in order to type yourself. So I recommend you guys check that out as well. And then we also have, um, they're very abstract. They're very focused on the what if instead of the what is. What if is everything to them, and that's why their abstraction comes from. And um, they're also systematic. Now remember folks, systematic types are focused on the best way to do something, whereas interest-based types are focused on how can they serve their interest or what are they getting out of the situation? What is someone else getting out of the situation? Interest-based types are always trying to create the win-win, whereas systematic types are don't care about the win-win, they just care about doing the best way. And oftentimes systematic types, especially INTPs, as we'll see in this particular lecture, well, guess what? INTPs, well, because they're very systematic, they often end up realizing that the best way to do something isn't necessarily the best way for themselves, and they can actually become victim to win-lose situations, oftentimes where they themselves are the loser as a result of the situation, which can, constitutes a serious problem on a regular basis for INTPs. And uh, we'll actually explore why that is the case. So, uh, and then they have their four sides of mind. Remember their ego is the INTP, their shadow also known as their unconscious is the ENTJ, and then they have their ESFJ subconscious, and then they also have their uh, ISFP superego. 
Best example, television of ISFP Super Ego is Daredevil's portrayal of Kingpin because the Kingpin is an INTP in that show and murders his own father with a hammer in the same way ISFP Demon would. So just as an example for you to consider. But I'm gonna spare you the gory details and we're going to get right down to it. So cognitive functions, uh, don't forget folks, cognitive functions for the INTP. We start off with uh, TI Hero, it's all about logic. And then we have extroverted intuition, um, which is metaphysics, all about possibilities, alternate futures. They have this insane ability to predict things before they happen. Oftentimes INTPs are the people who say, I told you so. They have introverted sensing child, so they kind of value, they really value their comfort, comfort level, uh, their personal safety, um, and uh, sometimes they have a tendency to get stuck in their life. Also, they have extrovert intuition inferior, which is one of the main ways that they're usually manipulated, and that's where their sense of guilt comes from because they're afraid. They have the social anxiety. INTPs having the social anxiety, afraid of making other people feel bad, which can be a problem. They also worry about other people being intelligent or capable enough to do to perform a task in some cases, or worry about uh, about uh, statistics being incorrect unless they've thought of it first. That other people's ideas don't mean as much, you know, to them as a result. They also don't allow themselves to want anything through anti-critic, and uh, they're kind of very unaware of the physical environment, oftentimes, which can lead them to having very little to no uh, fashion sense, dropping stuff all of the time. Uh, you know, sometimes they can even cut themselves and have no idea why that it happened, etc. And then there's also their FI demon. And the FI demon is where they just don't really care about anything except themselves because if no one else is going to care, why should I care? And if I'm going to do the time, I may as well do the crime, which leads to this uncaring apathy that INTPs end up having. And then they just end up abandoning everyone and not showing up or caring whatsoever, which is pretty sad. So, and folks, don't forget, uh, because we're kind of still in a pseudo introduction, I'm trying to get to the introduction as quickly as possible, uh, that uh, we're offering transcriptions. So if you folks would like to earn a discount to have like a, a typing session with me or a coaching session with me, et cetera, you guys can uh, contact us. I think there's a submittal on our website at csjoseph.life where you can do transcribing for us for the YouTube videos here on our channel and then we'll give you coupons that can stack and help you guys earn coaching time with me if you guys have specific answers to your specific life problems. We'll make that available to you. So anyway, uh, commercial over. Awesome. That basically means that I got my introduction down to like about 10 minutes instead of like, you know, 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and I can actually get to the meat of the lecture for once. Oh, thank God, we're trying to do something in a timely manner around here. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm trying. I mean, I get that a lot of people want me to do like the super mega long lectures, but hey, this may be a mega long lecture, I don't know, but uh, we'll see what we can do, right? <laughs> so, so yeah. So, how does social engineer? How exactly does social engineering work when you're thinking about cognitive functions? Don't forget, and this is uh, as a result of season one, episode 15. You need to watch season one, episode 15. It is one of the least watched lectures out of all the lectures on this channel. And I gotta tell you folks, it is also like, you know, the most important. It just absolutely is the most important. And the reason why it is the most important is because, well, our brains are radios, folks. Our brains are radios. So think of the cognitive functions as eight cognitive spectra that the radio can tune into, and a social engineer 
recognizes how each of these cognitive spectra are, are little channels within, the, within another person's brain that they could literally tune into and then they could actually send and receive signals to that other person's brain such that they can actually program the behavior, aka mind control, aka manipulate, aka social engineer that other person to change their behavior to gain a desired outcome. This happens to every single type. Every type is weak to social engineering. Every type is weak to manipulation. Oh, Mr. C.S. Johnson, if you're such an evil, gross, nasty dude, because you go out of your way to teach people how to manipulate each other, and I'm like so ignorant that I'm not even going to pay attention to the fact that maybe you're actually trying to help people by teaching them how to social engineer uh, themselves or others because then they could protect themselves against it. I mean, that's obviously not your intention, Mr. C.S. Joseph. That's like obviously it, right? Right? Yeah, that's obviously my intention. I am absolutely going full dark mode here and making sure that I am empowering everyone and equipping everyone in the world how they can manipulate any human being to come into contact with specifically for their own selfish gain. And that's all I care about. Right whatever but that's the thing any capable social engineer and and don't forget guys i mean this is a lecture about intps right like any capable social engineer who knows the science can social engineer anybody it's possible for any person of any type to social engineer any of the 16 types and gain a desired outcome some may take more time than others some may take more effort than others uh some may have a um or it may cost more, who knows? I mean, think about it. Timeline, budget, specifications, triple constraints analysis, or cheap, faster, right, pick two. You can apply the triple constraints directly to social engineering, as we recently talked about in the CSJ Ruby conference recently. And those traits find yourselves in a situation where it's like, oh, right, right, oh, right? Where it's like, okay, you know, some types, it requires more money, sometimes it requires more effort, sometimes it requires more time or a combination of two of those three things in order to perform a social engineering attack. And need I remind you, the most famous or the most dangerous, whatever your opinion is, I don't care, out of all the social engineers in history, such that he is a master of social engineering, such that he ends up teaching people social engineering, like out of a textbook, because he wrote the textbook, Kevin Mitnick. Kevin Mitnick is an INTP, folks. He wrote the book Ghost in the Wires. Read it. The Art of De Deception, The Art of Intrusion. There's like a third book that I haven't even read yet. I got to read it real soon, you know. So, you know, with that in mind, uh, there you go. That's, uh, you know, another book giveaway. If you would like to earn yourself a copy of The Art of Deception, well, there you have it. Uh, put your comment below and hit a like while you're at it. You got to like and comment, right? and uh, be a subscriber and uh, we'll put your name in the hat for that book. But The Art of Deception, folks, an INTP basically wrote the book on social engineering. So quite frankly, INTPs are amazing at social engineering and yet they're also, in my opinion, one of the most, if not the most vulnerable to social engineering. And that's just my opinion because like, I mean, why not? I mean, I'm Mr. Stance Joseph, like I'm entitled to my opinion and that my opinion is that your system sucks and you don't know what you're talking about because obviously Freud and Jung weren't talking about these things when they were around. And I'm like, do you guys not understand the concept of chain of custody? I mean, does anyone? 
I mean, hello, chain of custody? Mm -hmm. Oh, but Mr. Joseph, you don't have the credentials to be in the chain of custody. And it's like, okay, you can have that opinion. In the meantime, I'm just going to tell the truth so like we can actually like live life and have a better life while you are trying to figure out credentials there. Okay, yeah, you go enjoy your time in uh, a college that's too expensive for anyone and their mother to pay for because for some reason we don't have financial education in schools. We have being an employee and a slave for the rest of your life education in schools. That's fantastic for you now, isn't it? So, how to social engineer. How to social engineer. So remember, season one, episode 15, where we talked about cognitive spectra, and you see the brain as a radio that sends and receives signals. Everyone's brain is a radio that sends and receives signals, and you can send and receive signals to and from everyone's mind, basically, that can adjust their behavior, and this happens all the time. And the way to do it from a social engineering standpoint, well, is you understand the basic makeup and structure of cognitive functions and how they work intrinsically so that you can then anticipate a person's behavior and then produce additional behaviors or stimuli around that person or through third parties to cause that person to have a reaction of some kind. And in today's lecture, we're gonna be talking about a basic scam, a basic scam for money, how an INTP would get scammed out of money per se as a result of being a victim of a romance con. And uh, we're gonna be talking about like how that kind of works as a result. But first we have to go over the fundamentals. And as I have been saving th uh, saying throughout season 21, fundamentally speaking for INTPs, well, it goes in a lot of ways. So for example, you know, if I have TI Hero, I'm gonna to wanna to be providing experted thinking because don't forget folks, cognitive synchronicity. If you don't know what cognitive synchronicity is, you need to be watching season five. So go to the playlist here on the YouTube channel, go to season five playlist and then watch season five. You learn about cognitive synchronicity. It's where extroverted functions basically want to eat introverted functions, etc. right? Introverted functions need to eat extroverted functions. And this happens on a regular basis, right? And, um, and it, I mean, it makes sense because introverted functions are sources and extroverted functions are trying to consume the source, right? So if I'm like a TI hero, someone who has TE is going to want to dig in or I want to pick your brain. That's a real TE statement, right? And the TE user is wanting to pick the brain of the TI user and the TE user is always asking and starting up, hey, what do you think about this? And then the TI user is responding with, well, I think this. And that's very typical of INTPs because they really feel valued when other people go up to them and ask them what their thoughts are in a situation because quite frankly, folks, no one asks the INTP what they think unless somebody wants help. And I'm sure all the INTPs at this point watching this are like, yeah, that happens to me all the time. No one cares up until the point that they need help and then all of a sudden I'm valuable enough to like be asked to help. Why me? Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden those INTPs have to deal with those annoying people like in their bubble. And it usually happens in an IT situation, especially, you know, when the INTP is like tier three in a help desk situation. My God, men, I am so sorry, or women, I am so sorry if you are in that position. But I mean, you know, let's be, let's face it, INTPs, you only get smarter as a result of helping people, not necessarily getting educated anyway. So yes, that's right. I'm telling you INTPs that 
standard collegiate education is basically worthless when it comes to you folks and not really necessary. Uh, and I mean not necessary. You can do it if you want to, fine, have at it. But ultimately, if you really wanna get smarter and more educated for yourself and actually be the most brilliant person that walks the earth, INTPs, maybe you should actually invest in your extroverted feeling inferior and then focus on actually, you know, helping somebody for once and get out of your comfort zone rut and stop being selfish and like help people because guess what? When you help someone with FE inferior, you're going to become way stronger as a result. So, but cognitive functions. Cognitive functions are, are pessimistic and optimistic. So the hero is optimistic, the child is optimistic, but the parent and the inferior are pessimistic functions. When you're performing a social engineering attack, you want to make sure that you are providing or at least emulating cognitive functions that have the, the highest synchronicity, excuse me, the highest synchronicity possible that can match the target or the mark in this particular case because the target or the mark will then be able to respond to you in kind and then as a result of that, you know, just smile really big and those INTPs will be bending over for you at any moment if you're not careful. So, you know, <laughs> let's be straight. They can be guilted into doing just about anything over time, which is pretty lame. But I mean, guess what? ISTPs have the same problem. So anyway, so let's talk about it. Enter, um, uh, well, actually, no, let's not begin the scenario. Um, so cognitive axis and cognitive orbit is still a thing as well. When you're performing social engineering attack, you have to know what the cognitive function stack is. You have to be emulating a type. So in this case, it would be an ENTJ, which has highest cognitive synchronicity with the INTP. And you wanna be emulating these cognitive functions or actually being an ENTJ so that you are providing this information as an input into these sockets right here where they are to be processed so that you gain an output uh, of you know a social engineering attack, performing social engineering, that you get a positive output that benefits you and then you get feedback at, to see what your results are. So remember, everything is input, process, output, feedback. And you're providing the TE, AKA the input, which is basically all of this cognition, real or emulated, to be processed by this INTP person here. And then as a result, they are social engineered and then their behavior changed and you get a desired outcome out of them as a result. And no type is better for performing a social engineering attack on an INTP than an ENTJ. Uh, that's just absolutely true, that's just factual. The reason why cognitive synchronicity would dictate that expert thinking hero is built for TI hero. It's optimistic just like TI hero is optimistic. And I parent is pessimistic just like any parent is pessimistic. And expert sensing child is uh, optimistic while SI child is uh, also optimistic and then pessimistic um, FI with pessimistic FE. And all these functions end up having this equal exchange of understanding such that the INTP ends up feeling like, wow, this person's everyone I've ever looked for. And then the ENTJ is just smiling to themselves going like, eh, I got me a sucker. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden the INTP finds himself being a sucker. But even beyond that, another thing you have to be aware of when performing social engineering attack on an INTP is cognitive axis and cognitive orbit. And that basically is the relationships between with which the cognitive functions affect the others, right? So let's take a look. So uh, introverted thinking hero, for example, it's on an axis with FE inferior. And then you have expert intuition parent, which is on an axis with SI child. 
And so, uh, so because these things are linked, what happens to one function happens to the other. That means, you know, uh, if they're afraid because their FE inferior is where, uh, where fear exists, the fourth function, if they are afraid, well, then the hero function is going to think that you're wrong, basically. Or if the parent function detects funny business, uh, and, it's tr and it's draw as a result of tr being responsible, the SI child is not going to feel comfortable in allowing the social engineering attack to uh, continue. And they'll either just run away or they'll suspect that there's an attack or they'll just be completely, they'll just become completely indifferent to you, not be willing to help you to begin with or even allow themselves to be social engineered, not simply because they know they're being simple, uh, social engineered, but just simply because they're indifferent and want to have nothing to do with you because you're taking them outside their comfort zone. And it's like, ah, who's this real smiley guy? Why do I want to bother with that guy? That guy should just leave me alone. He's making me uncomfortable, et cetera. You see what I'm saying? So based on that, it's really important to know the nature of the cognitive functions. Also, it's also important to know an INTP's pressure points. And guess what? The cognitive functions are also pressure points. A pressure point that we have is the gateway functions. You have the ego, you have the inferior, you have the villain, and also the demon. And these are known as the four gateways. And each of these gateways interact with each other such that they have the most sensitivity, right? And TI Hero is, well, it's really sensitive because that's who they are. It's the apex of their ego. It's something that you're just not going to get past. It's just impossible. And then there's also, well, unless you affect the inferior function. If you affect the inferior function, then guess what? The axis will infect the, uh, the TI Hero, and then you can get past TI Hero. But on its own, TI Hero is going to verify absolutely everything you do. So it's kind of like super hard to, like, you know, uh, social engineer TI Hero now, isn't it? Not unless you can convince the INTP to help you if you're a damsel in distress and all of a sudden like all their all their money just disappears. Hmm. Wonder how that works, right? I wonder how that works. I wonder if that's a thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, we can go further than that. A uh, person's fear exists where their uh, where their inferior function is, their worry exists where their fifth function is. And again, you have to watch out for these functions being pessimistic or optimistic on a regular basis because this can be a problem, right? So you got to keep track of gateways. You got to keep pa uh, keep track of cognitive axis. Cognitive orbit is guess what? Each of these cognitive functions in the ego are also connected to the functions in the unconscious. Fe inferior is also linked to the demon. So if you piss off the inferior and the other functions are taking shots at you, but nothing's happening, the demon will come out and beat the crap out of you instead. So like not exactly an ideal situation to the point where it's vengeful and likes to apply hammer to your face. Not a good position to be in when you're in front of the wrath of an ISFP demon such that they'll literally like make themselves a chainsaw to run you through with if you're not careful in that particular moment. And I'm saying that metaphysically and figuratively, but I'm also saying it literally as well because it has happened. I mean, let's be straight. So gateways, cognitive axis, cognitive orbit, you need to be aware of those things as well, how the functions work intrinsically, et cetera, and then pessimism and optimism. And once you understand those five aspects of, um, as well as obviously you need to identify the type of the type grid, but that's another story, but just those five vectors of social engineering, at that point you are ready to perform a social engineering attack. And let's just hope that you use the type grid accurately so that you've identified the fact that this person actually is an INTP. And also let's make 
sure that you actually have good cognitive emulation skills. And cognitive emulation is actually covered in season one playlist here on this YouTube channel. I recommend you check that out. But let's say you're actually good at emulation and you can emulate ENTJ or the functions of ENTJ or the axes of ENTJ or the pessimism and optimism of ENTJ or the cognitive orbit of ENTJ, et cetera, or the gateways of an ENTJ, et cetera. If you can emulate all that information, well, I guess you're ready for, to perform a social engineering attack on your unsuspecting INTP and then take them for all they got, right? Well, in comes the scenario. So we have the scenario, which is basically, as I had stated previously, it is a scam. It is just a scam. It is a scam to get an unsuspecting INTP to part with their money, basically. And this scam, because an INTP, guess what? Well, they have this thing called expert intuition parent, and expert intuition parent has this nasty habit of seeing things before they happen because it's literally prescience, okay? You guys ever watch Frank Herbert's Doom? You got Paul Atreides, aka Muad'Dib, and then all of a sudden he has prescience. He has the sight, as they say. It's because extrovert intuition, guess what? Can see what you want, can see what you intend, can see what you're about to do before you do it, provided the INTP has experienced it before, but they don't have, if they don't have as much experience, it becomes a blind spot, and they are obviously not able to see that they are being social engineered. That's one way to get around expert intuition. If it is something completely new and completely foreign to the person that's never happened before, you can get past expert intuition parent. And guess what? The seductive style that is ideal for the INTP is the siren. Ideal to go after the INTP with. It is the siren. Actually, it's a combination of the siren and the rake, but primarily the siren. So let's think about it. And I'm gonna put my stereotype hat on right now. Okay, Mr. Sans Joseph, you're wearing your stereotype hat. Okay, now we're getting now we're getting down to it. Right now. The stereotype hat is on. Stereotypes activate. So, extroverted sensing trickster. Predominantly, I've heard, especially from other NTJ women, I've heard NTJ women tell me how they are just so frustrated at the lack of INTP men in the gym. In fact, most INTP men, uh, statistically, we'd say, um, stereotype hat, don't forget stereotype hat, uh, as we're stereotyping right now, that, you know, the INTP is the man who lives in the mother's basement playing video games, usually dopamine addicted, which is really sad, let's be straight. You know, I'm, I'm sure they're doing a great job in World of Warcraft or, or League of Legends. Actually, probably, they're actually more likely to play Stardew Valley or uh, Terraria or Starbound or Star Trek Online. You know, anything with a real compelling story and a great experience, not necessarily something competitive, although they can compete, but let's be straight. They probably are lacking experience in the health and fitness area or, you know, looking good and attractive area. Let's be straight, much less being able to dress themselves appropriately instead of like, you know, being a 28-year-old man uh, wearing t-shirts that a 17-year-old a 17 year old would in high school because they're still wearing stuff like you know zelda stuff for some reason i mean welcome to intps but uh you know in that and for for the sake of this example but going beyond that you enter the siren in the rake and typically an intp of you know someone who's just an internet weekend warrior where every day is the weekend if you know what i'm saying but they're that internet white knight 
oh, I'm going to white knight, you know, for all those internet girls, you know, uh, you know, because I have my ESFJ subconscious and I'm going to white knight for all those internet ladies hoping I'm going to get laid even though I never do. And I go out of my way to be as caring as possible and they continue to doormat me over and 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 it's the most annoying thing in the world, but it's not like they can even see it for themselves. Because even though their SI child has experienced that kind of rejection over and over and over, that social anxiety keeps them in their basement instead of outside where they can talk to like real women and actually have an experience for once. But instead, no, we got to continue white knighting for internet, for, for internet women, okay? Internet that they've never met before, right? Well, that's a problem, right? Because all of a sudden the siren comes along and all of a sudden this this amazing ENTJ woman comes, you know, comes around and just starts talking to, you know, the INTP, you know, the INTP uh, who is who's amazing at Starbound, for example, or amazing at ARC, right? Survival Evolved or XYZ video game, name it here. Perhaps it's Halo for some reason. You know, I don't know very many INTPs that are amazing at Halo, but I'm sure it happens. Or in one particular situation, this scenario, chess, a chess game. An INTP who likes to play chess a lot, along with other puzzles. He also has a knack for uh, Cards Against Humanity, but, but honestly, his main thing is chess. He's playing chess, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, he's chatting to someone who's like, oh, you know, they're talking about type, personality type. Hey, I'm an ENTJ, you know, oh yeah, I'm an INTP. And they get the chatting. They get the chatting. They get the, you know, little, little chit-chat, little, little chit-chat, these two. You know what I'm saying? You know, the ENTJ starts kicking butt, but the INTP, you know, beats her. It's like, oh, you know, and then they start talking a little bit more. They add each other on Discord, you know, and she's just really, you know, she's just chatty Kathy. She's just chatty Kathy to the INTP, little little chatty Kathy, you know. No, no, no one had to get hurt with chatty Kathy, you know what I'm saying. Ch chatty Kathy, it's all good. It's all good to the INTP. You know, this is, this is a standard thoroughfare, you know. I'm sure she's some damsel in stress, you know, and... I can slip her a couple of bucks here and there to make sure she's okay. And I've done my good deed for the day. I've done my white knight good deed for the day. You know, as I consistently never get laid while dealing, you know, with helping uh, internet chicks uh, ever, you know, for example. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, uh, the INTP, you know, he, he finds himself in that position again. And it's like, oh, but, you know, I have faith. My SI child, you know, my SI child has unlimited faith. Unlimited faith that, you know, she she could be the one because, you know, I'm abstract and, and she could be it. And, you know, what if she's smoking hot and, and what if this and what if that? And think of all those sensual SI child things because, you know, that ENTJ or the emulated ENTJ chess player met on the internet is winding up, winding up that super special seductive style known as the siren and going to deploy it upon the poor little INTP, as if he is completely unsuspecting and has no idea what's even coming. Come on, any parent, come on, wake up, wake up. I thought you were much smarter than this, huh? Well, let's hope. So the siren, all of a sudden she starts sending him photos and of course she makes little comments like, oh, you know, men are visual and starts sending, you know, photos of herself to this, to this INTP and gets that, you know, that SI child going and similar to how ENTPs go, it creates unfair loyalty. The SI child, it gets that little, little sensual oomph because they're already dopamine addicted and now all of a sudden this INTP is even more dopamine addicted because of the dopamine spike that her photos and it's like, 
wow, this is a real girl talking to me, you know, this is, this is amazing, oh, she's so hot, and, and then all of a sudden this ENTJ siren is like, you know, hey, you know, oh yeah, I'm, I'm actually a supermodel, you know, and, and I own a ton of businesses, etc. And, you know, I make a lot of money per month, you know, and then the, and the INTP is like, oh, yeah, this is getting pretty good, you know, and, and all we did was play chess, you know, this is pretty good, you know, and you'd think, wait a minute, T.I. here, are you ever going to think this is too good to be true? No, you got that SI child faith because your extrovert intuition parent is not really that well developed and all of a sudden this siren is starting to wind up her one-two punch. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? That punch is coming and it's going to be... A sucker punch so the scam and then all of a sudden the siren is in play and the siren is in play and they get to talking this you know it's just chatty Kathy it's just chatty Kathy you know that extroverted sensing the extroverted sensing the emulated extroverted sensing of the ENTJ all of a sudden starts tilling that earth tilling that earth the SI child because extroverted sensing is when and she's like oh you kind of like that don't ya and he's like, oh, melting into a puddle. Oh, I like all the attention I get from this woman. She's perfect for me. She is obviously the love of my life. Oh, it's the love of my life. I cannot live without her, right? Such that I do crazy things for her, like write poetry about it, right? Huh? Who knows? Maybe, maybe a song, right? Maybe a beat. Huh? No, I'm not even gonna go there. Trust me, you don't want me to go there. Or maybe you do one day, who knows? We'll find out, right? Gotta love me some Aesthetica, which is like a new uh, music type one day, hopefully, maybe. Ah, what dreams may come. But the point is, all of a sudden, she's deployed her attack. She's gotten the SI child super comfortable. In fact, the SI child is addicted because he's already dopamine addicted from the video games, the constant internet, because the internet is literally the biggest dopamine addiction that you can give to an INTV. And INTV is justifying it as like, well, I'm not getting drunk and I'm not doing drugs. And, you know, I'm just looking at my pornography and playing my video games and jacking off and doing nothing and got all my dopamine swirling around in my head. And all of a sudden, I meet this woman who's the woman of my dreams and you know and she's sending me nudie photos of herself you know and all like oh you know i'm so loyal to her you know we've been together we've been together for two three months four months now wow this is great i thought she would you know i i can't believe she wants me wow man she really wants me and all of a sudden he starts telling his family about her about this awesome entj and how she's a ceo and a business owner and how she's like super awesome at chess and she's also a supermodel she's got her face on magazines consistently and she this woman is this woman is going places absolutely going places and definitely going to be taking the intp chess player for a ride and uh yeah, they're going places, or at least he's going places, and she ain't going with him, if you know what I'm saying. Well, that's the, but that's the siren, and then all of a sudden, she starts to rake it up, you know, and, and come on, come on so strong, but then it's like, okay, now hold on, we gotta, we gotta figure it out. Now, all the time that this scenario is happening, the INTP, the INTP, the, the, the basement dweller himself, He's been so mesmerized by the siren and the siren's beauty and her, her promise, her endless promise of pleasure. I mean, if you guys read Robert Greene's book, The Art of Seduction, you read about sirens. The siren, well, guess what? The siren and the rake are what make NTPs the weakest. You know, let's be straight. I mean, you know, I, 
I'm married to a rake, so I mean, I could definitely, uh, I could definitely claim that one for sure. But, um, but then you know that siren, the siren really, really, really appeals to that INTP as much as that rake really, really appeals to that ENTP, for example. But it is the siren, it is the siren that goes all the way with those INTPs and those ENTJs could pull off siren like no one else to the point of being like that super, you know seductive promise of pleasure dominatrix that just absolutely just makes the brains of mind blown of all those intp basement dwellers who lack personal responsibility or personal standards or personal boundaries and have no concept of goals whatsoever because hey you know my mom is enabling me to live in my basement so i'm good you know and it's like okay yeah bro way too in your comfort zone you know what i'm saying oh but you know i thought no one wanted me but this but this entj business chess lady she obviously she obviously she 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 wants me all right she wouldn't be spending all this time talking to me and playing chess with me she wouldn't send that at all. No, no, no. Oh, no. And all of a sudden, let's talk about the reality. See, the ENTJ is like, well, I'm going to provide fake credentials. ENTJ, fake LinkedIn, for example. Uh, fake businesses, fake websites, uh, fake followers on Instagram, fake Facebook, fake social media, fake this, fake that, fake friends and has, you know, a lot of accounts, a lot of accounts that had that, you know, TE credibility, so much credibility that TI won't even bother verifying anything. Lots of that fake credibility to the point where the seductress or the siren in this particular moment is nothing more than a straw man or a straw woman, a person on paper, not actually anyone who's actually real. Even her name is fake. It's nothing more than a stage name because guess what? In real life, this siren is nothing more than an act. Is, it's nothing more than a stripper, actually. So they're just providing a show, you know, a show with that expert sensing child. You know, we're going to put on a show for this INTP because we're going to get some money out of him because I did a little bit of research ahead of time on this INTP and realized that he makes $225,000 a year as an engineer and, and he works remote and lives in his mother's basement and he's perfectly comfy to do so. But for some reason, you know, he's got something out of him and we're going to go for it. Although in particular, this particular example, the guy in the, the basement dollar does not make 225 grand a year. He just happens to have five G's saved up in his bank specifically, you know, uh, for, for whatever purpose, that's all he's been able to save up over the last six years. And that's all he actually has. But you know, doing her homework, playing chess with the guy, she gets an idea over time because that's what ENTJs do. They look and delve into the experience of other people. SE child going into SI child and delving into that person's experience such that they learn everything there is to know about the mark before they have any, <laughs> before they actually go in for the con, right? That's how it works. It's all about gathering information. With the reality situation, she's just nothing more than a stripper who's actually good at playing chess, except this time she's also playing chess with his mind and he has no clue, like at all. So watch the other hand, watch the other hand. So as part of her social engineering attack, she demonstrates status with extroverted thinking. Uh, she demonstrates desire. Oh, I desire you so much. I'm going to send you photos of myself and getting him dopamine addicted, constantly giving him a good experience, finding out as many details about himself, his family, uh, what he does for a living, if he has even a job, 
finding out how much money is in his bank account, etc. cetera, uh, finding out, uh, you know, and, and trying to be like a really good person and hey, you know, I've been really charitable here and I've given so much to these people here, I've been really generous here, I, I'm a philanthropist, I give over here, I give over there, when all that's complete and utter bullshit and the INTP just eats it up, eats it up, and it's like, okay, you know, she's pretty cool. I'm gonna start telling my family about her. So like, hey family, go check out her Facebook, go check out her her Instagram, check out all her followers, she's really popular. You know, I got it, she gave me a photo of her being on the head of a magazine over here. She's got it all handled, you know what I'm saying? All the bases covered, you know, and becomes friends on Facebook, hey, we're in a relationship, starts talking to family, hey, she's pretty cool, she's pretty awesome, etc. And, you know, no one's the wiser and everything seems to be happening normally as it should, except, wait a minute, the guy's falling in love with a straw man that doesn't exactly exist. Hmm, wonder where I've heard that before. So, you know, humility goes a long way, doesn't it, folks? Even I'm willing to admit my own mistakes. I'm not so prideful that, uh, that I won't, because I will. But, in this case, Status and importance has been demonstrated. Desirability, desiring of the INTP has been demonstrated as well. And a promise of pleasure happens. And they've been getting to know each other for months and months and months and months. And then so finally, the time is, okay, we're going to make the arrangement to meet. And then they meet up and then it's just a, and you know, it's a, it's a great pleasurable experience except for the except all of a sudden the INTP is completely unaware that uh, her friends or some of her colleagues are watching them from a distance right hmm interesting that's a little weird and uh, as soon as he lands you know uh, on the tarmac and on a trip to go series like wait a minute this is not right hmm what if something's going on so he tries to verify he's like wait a minute oh, I'm gonna try to verify TI, TI hero is like hmm maybe I should actually like figure out but all of a sudden, you know, that straw man, it's holding pretty well. Well, okay, yeah, no need to actually really verify anymore. I trust her. She's really cool. She's got this handle. And then they have a fantastic date together. They have an absolute fantastic date. And it works out perfectly. Works out absolutely perfectly, at least what he had in mind, even though they didn't actually, like, you know, have any sexual content whatso contact whatsoever. But, you know, at least he demonstrated completely during the entire time visiting her that he's an absolute total sucker. And apparently he had enough money to demonstrate that he could actually, you know, afford a plane ride to go out see her, which is actual physical proof to her that he actually has cash. So that's test one number one. You know, because at the same time she's also asking for, you know, gifts, right? See, that's what the siren does. The siren, when they're pulling off a con like this, they need to assess how much money this guy has. So send me gifts. You have to send me gifts over and over and over. Oh, my love language is gifts. You need, to, you need to give me as many gifts as you can. That's my love language. So I can assess how much money you got so I know how much I can take, right? So the guy gets her gifts. And then he arranges for a plane ride to go see her. And then all of a sudden, as a result of having that plane ride to go see her, okay, yeah, this guy actually does have money. He's sending me gifts all the time, making me feel valued. This is fantastic. I'm telling all my friends about it on, on my social media, etc. And, you know, everyone's all, no, no one's the wiser. It's all good. 
He flew out to see me. He loves me. He cares about me. He's in a, you know, he arranged for a fancy hotel because this guy is going all out because no woman of this caliber has ever given him this kind of attention before. Welcome to the siren because the promise of pleasure, right? It's the promise. And you know, hey, men are visual, right? I'll just send you more photos of myself so that like I could create unfair loyalty in you as a result. Yeah. Okay, sure, sure, ENTJ seductress, sure. That's, that's really fantastic. And then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, something, something happens. She proposes later that they move in together. They move in together, you know? He's got, he's got enough money, he's going like, hey, you know, let's, let's move in together. You know, oh, I've been thinking about moving for a little bit, and I'm thinking about moving over here, and you know, I've always had bad relationships in the past, or, or maybe you haven't had any relationships whatsoever because that's completely new to you, Mr. INTP, that, uh, you know, but hey, we could go do this thing. You know, I love you very much, and you know, oh, yes, I love you too. <laughs> you know, in the INTP, it's like a lamb to a slaughter. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, okay, we can move in. And, and they get up, a, they set up a place to live. They set up the location. They set up the lease and everything. And then everything's ready to go. Everything's ready to go. And she's like, okay, I'm going to get all my stuff packed up. I'm packing my stuff up this week, et cetera. I'm packing everything up. Okay, okay, you're packing it up. And then all of a sudden she starts to feel bad. All of a sudden there's a lot of pressure. All of a sudden her mood changes, her mood changes. And then that inspires, you know, guilt guilt within extroverted feeling inferior there's some guilt going on and why does he feel guilty he feels guilty because she's not feeling well because oh you know the move is happening and boxing everything is up like oh no i'm sorry i'm sorry how about i just fly out there if i could fly out there i could i could help you she's like no no my god my friends here you know and i'm i'm gonna be moving putting all my stuff together etc my friends here we we got this we got this i'm like but, you know, I'm really in a bad mood and I'm so tired. And then the following day comes by, oh, I was up all night and it really sucks. Having to put all these boxes together it sucks. And I, I can't really talk to you right now. I just got to get this done. I'm not going to make it because the movers are going to come. And, oh, you know, and I'm going to, you know, I, I just got to stay up all night and just get through this whole thing. And then the INTP's like, oh, okay. But that F inferior really feeling guilty, really feeling guilty that he's not able to contribute at this point. And then all of a sudden the following day comes up and be like, hey, she contacts him on the third day, the third day of boxing everything up, and it's the day that the movers are supposed to be there. Hey, I need your help. And of course, the INTP, da -da -da, ESFJ, subconscious, white knight, activate. How can I serve, my dear lady? Then the INTP, it's like, what can I do to help? And then the ENTJ siren is like, well, I ran into some bad financial straits. Something really bad happened with, with a project with one of my business that I'm self-funding right now and I'm completely out of cash and the movers are coming in today. Can I borrow $400? Can I borrow $400 to pay uh, the, the deposit for, for the movers? And then the INTP's like, oh yeah, sure. I got you, don't worry, baby, I got you. I got 400 bucks for you, it's no problem. She's like, okay. I'll have XYZ person call you real quick and uh, you can make arrangements. And he's like, okay, baby, I'll do that. Two minutes later, gets a phone call. Hey, you know, your girlfriend is on the phone with me and uh, 
you know, she says that you'll be covering her moving deposit. So, uh, and she tells me that you'll be taking care of everything. And he's like, oh yeah, sure. Pull out my credit card uh, and uh, I'll just need the number, sir. Yep, I got the number, great. I need the expiration date, yep. Name on the card, yep, got that. And I'll need the CVV code on the back. Sure, here it is, awesome. Thank you very much, sir. We'll get this moved right away. And the INTP is great, that's awesome. And then, uh, and then yeah, they, uh, they got his number, got his everything. And then, uh-oh, uh $10,000 on that credit card. Pat. Yeah, that INTP just got screwed, or Maybe it was just $400, but then like four weeks later, $10,000, pat, and he's screwed. And then the con's still going. The con is still going because the entire time the INTP is so mesmerized by the promise of pleasure, by all the sensual dopamine addiction, that unfair loyalty, that fake SE child or actual SE child created within SI child such that they didn't even spend the time with expert intuition parent to look at other person's intentions and verify as to whether or not they might actually be fake such that the INTP realizes, oh no, I've been scammed. I've been scammed. I got scammed. $10,000. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he calls her. I just got scammed for $10,000. Those movers, they screwed me. They screwed me. Not really having any idea that she had anything to do with it. See, guys, that's how smooth that ENTJ siren is. That's how smooth they are. So smooth, right? So smooth. So, so smooth, right? It's so smooth that the ENTJ siren gets to walk because the INTP believes the entire time that it was actually a moving company scammer who scammed him and her simultaneously. Because, you know, TI Hero is pretty arrogant, right? It can get pretty arrogant. So that's the problem with TE Villain because TE Villain and TI Hero combined, well, on a cognitive orbit, they always think they got it all figured out. It's funny how TI Hero works that way, isn't it? Well, the INTP ends up falsely believing that she had nothing to do with it and that the third party of the movers was all it. He even goes to the website, he looks at, he even looks at the invoice, the invoice is fake, the website is fake. It's all completely fake. He didn't spend time verifying. Oh no. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so stupid. I put you in this position. But I'm going to scam you again later. Oh yeah. Let's see what else you got. I'm going to take that too. Right? I think like the book of Proverbs talks about, um, you know, the woman standing on the corner of the street and how her very legs are the path to hell itself. I wonder how that works, right? Such that the INTP in this scenario has no clue, no clue that she had anything to do with it. And then once she is determined that he has no more money to extract, she breaks up with him and says, you know what, we've had such a great relationship. 
but you know, I really need to move on. And he's like, okay, yeah, I guess, you know, it was great, even though I got lost out on $10,000. But you obviously never had anything to do with it. You never had anything to do with it. It was those guys, it was those scammers that scammed us both. Yeah, those scammers, I'm so sorry about that. But it's time to move on, it's time to move on, okay. And then she walks, and she gets to keep. She gets to keep that entire straw man. The entire straw man of all her socials, her fake name, her fake businesses, her fake friends, her fake followers, her fake everything, and do it to the next guy, and the next guy, and the next guy, and sucker after sucker after sucker after sucker, right? Sucker after sucker after sucker. In fact, unbeknownst to the INTP the entire time, she was also pulling the same scam on four other people simultaneously. And that she was actually a part of the entire team. The movers, they were in league with her because the siren exists as the hook. The siren is the lead. And the siren goes in, establishes rapport with the promise of pleasure because there's nothing more sensual than the siren seductive style according to Robert Greene. Read the freaking book. It'll save your life. Trust me, I know from personal experience. Read that book. Read about the siren, right? It's too bad the siren <laughs> can't outlast the coquette. But the point is, the siren. The siren is such a problem because they, she walks. She gets to walk. She keeps the money and she keeps her fake identity to reuse it over and over and over and over and over again. And if for some reason she does get caught, well, it's all fake anyway. It's all completely fake anyway. So, and she never actually revealed her real name or her real address or anything real about her whatsoever, such that it's impossible to actually know who she really was. So then she's just burned an identity and can use another one. And just, it'd be pretty easy to figure out how to set them all up real quick. Just making a name adjustment and you're good to go. It's not really what it is. Of course, you know, Potentially, she had the conversation with the INTP to tell the INTP her real name, but then again, what she claimed was her real name was not actually her real name also. Because if his TI hero got to a point where it's like, okay, well, maybe I should, right? Maybe I should, as TI hero, verify. Oh, you verified? Yeah, that's just a pseudonym. You know, that's just what I do as part of, you know, being someone as high profile as me. Okay, yeah, you're right. Without even verifying. And the spell is cast. But then she gets to walk and handle all the other suckers, unbeknownst to the INTP. So let's analyze the con. How did that work? Emulated ENTJ, folks. Remember, the promise or a demonstration of status. Hey, I'm pretty awesome. I'm a supermodel and a high profile CEO. I make X amount of money per month or per year. I'm all that and a bag of chips but I want you because I really enjoyed our time. It's super unique with how we play chess together. It's unlike anything I've ever experienced. And it's all about giving a big show and making that SI child as comfortable as possible. And then all of a sudden, you know, and I feel really good about you and I need you to save me when I need you to save me so that I could take your money 
and you got nothing left, honey. Nothing left, right? So social engineering and INTP, how are you gonna lose? How is the siren going to lose against the INTP? If the TI hero starts verifying what the hell is actually happening, right? Or if the SI child becomes uncomfortable with what's going on, those are the optimistic functions. What about the pessimistic functions? Or if the inferior function detects what the INTJ um, is doing, or the ENTJ in this case is doing, hey, you know, if the, uh, if the FE inferior is there, it's like, ow, you know, because let's be straight, NTJs, they all have the siren seductive style, so they can actually like perform the same romance con, both of them can. But to be honest, it's actually a little bit more effective with the ENTJ. The ENTJ is far more effective at it. The reason why is because of SE Child. SE Child can put on a much more believable show in combination with TE Hero than an INTJ could because SE Inferior, it can be overly flamboyant where it's more believable with an ENTJ with TI Hero. The reason why is because TE Hero, TE Hero is all about the TI Hero approach in terms of, you know, hey, I'm on the same level as you, and it's like, it's more believable basically, right? And then the any parent, because the ENTJ is more responsible for what they want, I want to give you a good experience. The NE parent can rely on the uh, NI parent as a result, right? Because here's the thing, what affects one function affects the other, right? When you're doing a social engineering attack, what function affects one function affects the other on its axis or the other on its orbit. You have to be aware of how the functions mesh together in this case. So for example, FE inferior, because if FE inferior is afraid that their relationship is unethical, it's completely out. If the, uh, if the any parent senses dark intentions towards the INTP, it's completely out and it will completely blow the scam. It will completely blow the con and there's nothing they can do as a result. It's a problem, right? So then there's TI hero. TI hero is all about, you know, what I think. I need to verify everything. So the ENTJ is aware that it's straw man, it's fake presence, it's fake identity. The straw man that it's built for itself on the internet, for example, is very flimsy. It can be easily verified with just basic research. But, you know, it's relying on the fact that the research function, you know, extroverted thinking, is a villain function and it's lower down here in the unconscious side of the INTP, such that because it's on the unconscious side, you know, it's less likely that the hero function would start verifying her story and then make the INTP more at risk of getting conned, right? Way more at risk of getting conned, okay? So we're going to get out, and we're gonna, we're, I'm actually gonna tell you guys exactly how to get out of the con specifically. And uh, we're just at one hour now, so let's, let's continue to get through this. It's a little bit longer than I was expecting, but you know, had to lay down the foundation for the scenario a little bit appropriately here. So, uh, so anyway, based on that, uh, so nothing's really unethical, so then TI Hero is fine, it's not really going to verify anything. SI Child is super comfortable, she sends me photos all the time, and SI Child ends up becoming addicted to SE Child. You know, in the same way as I said earlier, the siren has that promise of pleasure. This is what Robert Greene talks about in his book, The Art of Seduction. It's absolutely critical, and SI Child is the most weak 
to such a social engineering attack or to such a seduction because that SI child is just like, oh, you want me? Oh, you give me all the pleasure in the world. Oh, you're just so mind blowing. And it's just, oh, it's the best experience I've ever had. I can't believe it. It's so amazing, etc., etc. Such that, you know, she has all the credibility in the world. I could believe her. I could trust everything she says, etc., etc., right? Well, not exactly. So that's what ends up happening because uh, the pessimistic functions will care to you. But because the SI child has been basically lulled to sleep and is super happy and is excited that it gets to receive balloons and candy from SE child, well, then guess what happens? The any parent shuts off. Oh, the inner child's being taken care of. I don't need to be responsible because someone else is taking care of the child, so I don't have to be a responsible parent right now. And then that parent shirks its duties because that parent becomes irresponsible then. So then the, any parent is not protecting the INTP anymore. And the FE inferior is like, oh, nothing unethical is happening here. Nothing bad is happening here. So no need for me to verify anything. She's obviously a good person. And then all of a sudden, the social engineering attack continues such that he finds himself literally giving his credit card information to a stranger on the phone. Have you guys never heard of phone freaking? Okay, let me tell you a story. And I think I actually like read this in uh, Kevin Mitnick's book, The Art of Deception. If you're an INTP, read his work. It will save your life. Seriously, it will save your life. Read The Art of Deception, please. Please read that book. Okay, the art of deception. I think there's a story in the book, and I, and I could be wrong. It talks about this, this, um, this dad and the son and his friend having dinner together one night. And, uh, and his dad pulls out uh, his credit card and leaves it on the table. And uh, when, they're paying, when he, he's paying for dinner for his son, and his son's like, Dad, you really should be more careful about that. You really, really need to be careful about that because people could take your credit card information at any time and then scam you and take everything you have. He's like, no, no, son, that'll never happen. His dad was an ESTJ, let's be honest. And his INTP son's like, you know, dad, I'm gonna show you. So he gets his cell phone out and he calls Blockbuster Video, okay? And he says, hey, uh, my name is Brad. I'm the manager at uh, this other location in town and I have a customer here. Uh, but uh, he's, got, he's got a video he's wanting to rent, but he doesn't have his wallet. And uh, he asked me to call the regular store that he goes to. His name is blah, blah, blah. Um, he goes to his regular store. He has an account there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I found his account right here. Awesome. I need you to give me his credit card information here over the phone so I can put it in on my side and we can continue this transaction right now uh, for the customer. Oh, yeah, 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 no problem. I got it right here. All right, so here's the number. Gives him the number. Here's the expiration date. Gives him the expiration date. Gives him the CVV code. Name on the card, because he already has the name. Oh, Dad, see? I just got your credit card information. You see how easy that is? Folks, that's called phone freaking. It happens all the time. All the time. It is so easy for people to be social engineered out of their personal information. Don't think that it's not. It is insanely easy, okay? I mean, when I used to do penetration testing, I would, my job was basically to come up with, to steal sensitive information 
specifically and then bring it out, walk it out of the building and hand it to a chief executive officer for a company in front of their director of security and then rate their security firm to determine whether or not their security firm was going to be fired. Okay? Because of how easy it is sometimes for people to just walk into a building with a lab coat and a fake badge and a stethoscope and all of a sudden people start assuming that person's a doctor and then they start leaving the premises with patient charts. Yeah, that's effective. And all they did is had a clipboard and a stethoscope and a lab coat dressed enough snazzy. They don't even work there. Guys, you know what's funny about that? I was actually in a hospital today. I walked completely through their surgery wing. I walked through, um, through multiple floors. Wasn't even challenged one time today. It's ridiculous. I'm like, wow, if I was doing a penetration test for this hospital, I'd give them a security rating with an F. Now, I even went through the back door and no one, no one stopped me, you know? It, it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous how there's just no security all the time and it's everywhere. It's very prevalent to see security risks and people are completely unaware of this. Luckily, Kevin Mitnick outlines this in his book, right? So that's the thing. You know, Robert Greene, Robert Greene's pretty great, you know? He did all of us a favor when he wrote the 48 Laws of Power, the 33 Strategies of War, the 50th Law, Mastery, right? The Laws of Human Nature, right? The Art of Seduction. If you are not reading these books, what the hell are you doing? And on top of that, folks, why don't you read Ryan Holiday's work? You know, trust me, I'm lying. It's really helpful in the social engineering. Also, you might also want to read so you have been publicly shamed by John Ronson, then you might find yourself in a situation where you won't be a victim of these social engineering attacks. Hmm. You won't find yourself in a situation where anyone can just phone freak your credit card information like this particular scenario where this INTP had a stranger posing as someone who works for a moving company when it's completely fake asking him for his credit card information and because that dopamine addicted and addicted to her, INTP just handed his credit card information to let the attack occur such that he got taken for a ride, loses out on $10,000 because his credit card was that high enough for 10 G's and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she walks breaks up with him, and he still believes he had no, she had nothing to do with it to this day. Wow. How bad can you get? I thought you were supposed to be TI hero, INTPs. I thought you were supposed to be TI hero, right? Right? This is very common. This is actually common, folks. But fortunately, there's a solution. How do you actually stop this? How do you gain the situational awareness that you need to actually prevent such a social engineering attack as an INTP? How do you go out of your way to stop it? Hmm? How? How? How is it possible? Well, there's a um, law of power that I really like uh, that Robert Greene added, and it's called play a sucker to catch a sucker. So people think you're suckers and then they're going to social engineer you, but you just feign being a sucker and they're actually playing into your hands instead. To the point where 
you're just on the phone pretending to give over your credit card information while you're simultaneously verifying all the information on the invoice and verifying everything on their website to determine whether or not they're a legitimate company because you would already know as someone who has studied social engineering, you would already know that no company, no company of repute that is actually legitimate will ever call you and ask you for credit card information over the phone. Not even Verizon does this. Verizon staff are actually trained to tell you that they will never call you and ask you for payment information. They will actually tell you that you have to call back. If they're the one that initiated the call, they will tell you to call them back so that you can provide payment information so that they are never able to be legally liable or ever be accused as a company of stealing your payment information. This is standard practice, folks. Is that Sarbanes-Oxley? I, I, I wonder, where's that PCI compliance? I don't remember which compliance standard is, but there's compliance standards that exist for this. That's the whole point of compliance standards for security, okay? It's all about security, right? But you play a catcher, you play a sucker to catch a catcher, or wait, said that wrong. You play a sucker to catch a sucker. So in this particular case, all of a sudden, the siren is being social engineered. Here's how you flip the table on the siren in this particular moment. You start verifying everything. You start to realize with your TI hero that, wait a minute, her story's not adding up. And you start digging and you have situational awareness, right? Because it's like, would someone of her status really want someone like me? Wait a minute, that's any parent. Any parent starts to question, would someone like her really, really want someone like me, someone who lives in my mother's basement, and all I do all day long is play chess over and over, am I really that desirable? Maybe I should like, you know, humble myself and realize that the reality of the situation is, I'm really not that desirable. And she is obviously every man's wet dream, but for some reason she's interested in me. You know, that's kind of fishy. I should probably verify that, right? I should probably take a look into what that is all about, right? And then you play a sucker to catch a sucker. It just requires situational awareness, folks. Verify. Verify everything, INTPs. Verify everything. Trust what they say, but verify. See, INTPs, it is so easy for these sirens to take you down, especially from an ENTJ, because they'll just use that FI pessimist and be like, oh, woe is me, I'm a damsel in distress, I need your money, I, I, got, I screwed up, I'm not as smart as you, Mr. INTP, please rescue me, I have FE inferior, please care about me every single day, please care, please care, please love me. And then all of a sudden, Okay, yeah, I will. I'll white knight for you. And they have everything taken away from them, right? But then it's like, oh, yeah, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you, all right? You know? And then you can set a trap for them, and then they're exposed indefinitely. And to the point where all of a sudden that siren is getting hauled away to jail, along with all of her co-conspirators, because you, the INTP, took the time to actually verify everything that she was saying, right? 
And then all of a sudden, her romance con is nothing more than an absolute failure, and then she will never harm anyone again because you took the time to verify her intentions and you did not allow the promise of pleasure and the wowing of your SI child because you had self-discipline and you had the humility to realize you're not that desirable. You had the self-discipline to keep yourself safe and you did not allow her to guilt you into doing anything you didn't want to do. And you did the research instead of worrying about the research and you verified absolutely everything she said so that she was actually playing into your hands the entire time all the while you were coordinating with the authorities. Oh yeah, because all you had to do was play a, play a sucker to catch a sucker. So don't remember, like don't, <laughs> don't forget folks, like this stuff is super, super common. People do not realize how easy it is to social engineer. And yeah, granted, I, I, I know I've made it worse because I've exposed how hu the human mind actually works. And you know, granted, I've been social engineered so many times over the past year and it's been a real humbling experience, but guess what folks, that's what it takes. Especially if you're an expert intuitive trying to prevent yourself from being social engineered, you just have to really humble yourself and realize you're not actually that desirable. You're not actually that smart for your TI hero. You're not really all that in a bag of chips. And as soon as you reach that humility, you start to question their intentions. And all of a sudden, the NE parent starts coming on because SI child is starting to feel uncomfortable and you have self-discipline to realize that, wait a minute, this could all be a sham. Play a sucker to catch a sucker, folks. That's literally how you beat this social engineering attack, INTPs. Remember, don't leave your self-respect at the door and recognize how necessary it is for you to have personal responsibility through any parent, have humility built up in your ESFJ subconscious and have wisdom in your critic. Because NI critic is like, wait a minute, do I actually want to give this person a stranger whom I have never verified my credit card information over the phone when they initiated the call? Wait a minute. See, it's not so easy to pull that off with ENTPs because their interaction style is initiating, but it is much easier to pull off on an INTP because they are responding and they kind of feel important as the responder because the response because being a responder makes them feel like they have more power because there's power in their response. <laughs> Funny how responding folks, introverted folks often see themselves as, hey, I have the power to respond, which means I have more power in the situation. And little do they know that you know, how they respond. Maybe they're actually being game to respond in a certain way. Oh, but that wouldn't happen if they were verifying everything from the beginning, which is what this INTP should have done, but he got taken away for $10,000. Wait a minute. No, actually, he verified, and he didn't get taken for $10,000. Play a sucker to catch a sucker, folks. That's how you do it. So anyway, folks. That's it for season uh, 21, episode uh, 16. If you uh, like what you saw here for this lecture, uh, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like and a comment below. Uh, also, check out our podcast, join our Discord server, uh, csjoseph.live forward slash social to get access to all that cool, awesome stuff. We got the type grid, we got people helping each other to learn the science, the type grid, type, everything within our community. I even DJ on it every now and then. But, um, yeah, sorry this one took like many weeks to get out, folks. I know I promised it like a week ago, but honestly, 
I've been trying really hard to make this right, and I'm really hoping, really hoping the sound is nice on this one. I really hope it is, but uh, we'll find out as soon as I turn this off here. So, so yeah, uh, remember folks, um, I'm here, I'm back, I'm doing this all the time, and uh, I hope you guys like the audio, I hope the lighting works, I hope this all works. Leave your feedback in the comments below, and uh, thank you all for being members of my audience, and uh, giant robot lives matter. You folks have a good night.